Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. The baseball game is over. It's time for the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on 1250 AM, The Fan. It is a final from Baltimore, and the results are good as the Brewers get a 5-4 victory to even up the series at a game apiece. And welcome in, everybody. It is the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street. Tim Allen, there's Evan Heffelfinger and Evan, a 5-4 victory, a huge victory. I'm telling you right now, it's a huge victory. It does set them up to not only win the series, but sort of come on back home for the home opener at 3-3, three and three, 500. Yeah, you would have liked to have done at least one game better and come back 4-2, and two, but my goodness, this is a huge victory to at least give them a shot tomorrow, don't you think? Well, yeah, and you have your ace going out there for the rubber match. You couldn't possibly ask for a better pitcher to go out there, get some momentum heading right into a rivalry matchup for your home opener. My, 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 my goodness. This is, this is, this is a huge victory. And, and someone's going to say, well, it's only the fifth game of the year. That's right. Yep, only game five. That's and I'm going to tell you again, it's a huge victory. It's sort of uh, this, this thing where if you're going to, like Hunter Renfro said the other day, hey, man, it's only it's game four. In other words, cool your jets. It's game four. Okay, but if we're just going to analyze the four games, and take, take it from this perspective. Forget about a 162. Let's just take a look at the first four games. They didn't look good. If you're only looking at the first four games, a guy on a roll, couldn't you say the same thing? Couldn't you say the same thing about Christian Yelich or Willie Adamas that are having good starts to the campaign? Couldn't you, using that same perspective that Hunter Renfro said, couldn't you say, it's only game four? See, it's in the way you look at these things. I, I, th- I think it's, yes, it's game five. It's, it's the same as game 50. And the same as, as game 55 or 155, it all counts. It's big. It's big. And it's it, in my world, and you guys know this, I'm a big believer in, in good starts and not awful, you know, snake bitten, bad luck, bad play starts to a season or a game or a series or a homestand or a road trip. I'm a big believer in that stuff. That's why this sort of, Gets you back on an even keel a little bit 
And it may, it may be the fact that if they do win that ball game tomorrow, you can say this, and I probably will tomorrow night at this exact time. I will probably say, you know what? The mark of a good team is you're not playing your best ball, but you're winning baseball games. That's why this game sets up that sort of philosophy for tomorrow. I'm not freaking out. I told you guys at one and three, one and two, I still say they're going to win 94 games. That's where I'm at. I still say this offense is going to be good, and they look better today. Nine hits in, in the attack today. Multi-hit games by Lorenzo Cain. Uh, you also had uh, Willie Adamas with a couple. Andrew McCutcheon, what, what an added value player for this organization. So it, it begs the question what you're most confident in or who you're most confident in through the five games. Guys, again, we have these five games to go with. That's all we have. We can't pretend it's game 55 when Hunter Renfro says it's only game four. It's game four, guys. Well, we can't pretend that we, we know what's going to happen or he can't pretend he knows what's going to happen after 50 games. So at what point do you then say, based on that logic, at what point do you cannot, at what point can't you say? Well, so it's game four. So there's a lot to get to tonight. Christian Yelich is one of the topics of conversation as well. It took us five games to really get into a Christian Yelich conversation, but we need to because he looks good. He does. He looks really good. There's a guy that you might be confident in. How about a, you know, maybe a Willie Adamas? Devin Williams pulling one one hell of an escape act today. Game on the line. Even Josh Hader, a little traffic there in the ninth inning. Uh, hitting a walk allowed. Speaking of walks, that continued today as the Brewers now, if you want to take some inventory, just just so you want to take inventory, I'll let you know. 29 walks now in the five games for the Brewers pitching staff as a whole. That's that starting staff and and relief core. 29 walks. I mean, I get you at a shortened spring training, but 29 walks. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know about that one. Uh, and here's a little fast fact for you. I love these sort of stats. I really do. I the, 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 it's Evan and I were talking about this uh, before the show tonight. It's, it's one of the reasons why you love baseball because you can kind of, you know, pull out these sort of just anomalies, if you will, in, in the game of baseball. Yesterday was the Baltimore Orioles home opener. And the Brewers have participated in opening up the home season for the Baltimore Orioles four times now in franchise history. Back in 72, 88, 94, and then yesterday. Back in 1972, the Brewers lost the Baltimore Orioles home opener 12-zip. In 1988, the Brewers won 10-zip. In 1994, the Brewers won 7-zip. And then here in 2022, the Brewers lost 2-zip. They open up the home opening season for the Baltimore Orioles four times, and all four of those games are resulted in a shutout, two apiece. I don't know. Just, I don't know if you like that, Evan. I know you do, but some people say that's that's kind of that's kind of loony. But I think it's kind of cool. It's a cool stat in the yeah, game of baseball. That's that's one of those stats that I love that you pull out at a party and everybody around you is like, "What the hell are you talking about? How do you know that? Why are you here? I didn't invite Why you." Why would you know that? Yes. 
Brewers get the victory tonight, 5-4. Uh, three of the five games thus far have been a result of a 5-4 final. That's kind of crazy, too. That's one of those stats. They've played five games this year. Three of those five games, the final was 5-4. to four. I don't know. Just saying. And they Goofy. won two of those, didn't they? Two out of three, they've won. Yep, yep. This was a nice victory tonight, and I, and don't downplay how big a victory it is. Ah, it's just the Baltimore Orioles. Someone's going to say you should have, you should be two and zero against this team in this series. Well, you're not. That's why this one is a bigger victory than one would think. So you go into Chicago, not a very good team. I'm not saying they're really bad, but they're just not really good for sure. The Cubs, and then Baltimore. Yeah, maybe they might be leaning toward bad, but again. There's still major league professionals over on that uh, side of the diamond, and they'll play you. Uh, but the Brewers do get the victory tonight. What are you most confident in here through the five games? You can go on the five games that you've seen, or you can go on what you project that you're most confident with. Maybe your confidence level has weaned a little bit on this pitching staff. You know, we warned you about this. They were not going to uh, replicate those numbers. It just wasn't going to happen. Not all five of those. Not not all five starters were going to have a better season than last year. It just wasn't going to happen. How much step back they make, or if, if all of them, I will say this, all of them probably won't take a step back either. Some One of them, maybe two of them, might step up and have a little bit better year. I'm just talking collectively with the uh, rotation, they're about uh, where probably maybe a little bit worse than I thought they'd be. The walks driving me crazy. It's just driving me nuts. Can't handle it. I mean, that that's going to put me back in sick bay <laughs> with these walks. 414-799-1250. Before we get to our game recap, we're going to go to Madison. Is that right, Evan? Yeah, let's go to Sean. Hey, Sean, you're on, you're on the fan. What's going on? Tim. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you so much to you and Evan and the producers for holding this space for us each and every night after the games. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. I, I can tell you that. I'm I'm grateful I can do this every night. Yeah, greatest job in the world, I, I got to think, as a, as a big Brewers fan. But, yeah, you know, a, a lot of what you said I agree with. You know, uh, a win is a win, especially in the, the long 162-game campaign you know and not to be that first guy out of it but you know out of the gate but you know this Baltimore Orioles team gave this game away to us in those early innings I got to feel with some of those errors you just Mm -hmm. don't see those types of errors in major league uh, games often I'm very grateful for our seven eight nine um you know uh, the back end of the bullpen how we have it set up right now because uh these one run games are that much more critical uh, when we don't have, uh, when apparently, you know, it's early, but when apparently we don't have the offensive firepower that we'd like to have. So these, these one run games, I'm, I'm getting a little bit, uh, you know, nervous because, you know, in baseball, what they say is those one run games are often a coin flip. And luckily we, we do have counsel in the bullpen to help us through these one run games. But I, I do start to worry. And again, I'll say it again. It's, it's early, but uh, if that luck starts to turn a little bit, um, I just I feel like we're 
a, a piece or two away on the offensive end here to before. Yeah, I it's hard to like believe work. though, Sean. Is isn't it hard to believe with these types of names that one one would say that? I mean, I, I appreciate the opinion. I think they're better than what they're showing right now. I do, but it's it's hard to believe that that even entertains our our conversation that this offense will need another piece or two. That's you know, but but you might be right. I'm telling you. Hey, Sean, let me ask you this: How do you think the team will do overall this year? Here, I'll I'll, I'll give you a little bit. I'll give you two scenarios. I'd say right now, what I feel like is they're at that 88 89 win uh mark and at this point i would i would say that they're going to be a wild card with with the projection of outside of the brewers this is what i i fear is that the cardinals are kind of on their last rodeo the goodbye tour with their three big guys and and i feel like if they're there or they're close to there their front office is going to go all in they're going to say this is the last time with wayno um, with Yachty and, of course, with Pujols. And so let's just go all in. And I feel like they're going to be aggressive um, down the stretch. And I wonder if uh, Stearns and Atanasio will be. I hope they will be. My, I feel like the ceiling is, you know, with another piece or two or if, uh, you know, if everything falls into place, I like 100 or 101 wins. But right now I see us, if everything stays even and then projecting forward for sure that the Cardinals are going to add a few pieces and be motivated, I kind of think that we're going to be wild card 88-89 wins how I see it. Great stuff, Sean. Great stuff. Thank, thanks for the call. That's a great point, too. I mean, when you talk about the big three with Pujols, I, I hadn't even thought of that. I had not thought about that at with all. Pujols back in a Cardinals uniform, it just it just didn't click. Now we're going to focus on that all season long. That's a little nerve-wracking for me right now. I'm going to have to process that a little bit. I don't like those sorts of stars lining up in division like that. You know, th- this is a, you know, things happen, scripts are written. Those of you that listen to me fill in on, on the other shows. You know, you can't write certain scripts, but they are written all, way ahead of time. Wainwright, Yachty, Pujols, and if they're within striking distance, which I think they'll be a little bit better than that. They usually are, right? They're going to add and kind of it's going to personify just a push for those three guys. Ooh, yeah, okay. Let me let me think about that for a little bit. 799-1250. Let's see. What else am I confident with? Um, certainly the back end of the bullpen. I think everybody can can agree with me on that. Yeah, there's there's going to be some Houdini acts that happened today for Williams, even to a, a smaller degree, uh, Josh Hader today. But you got to be pretty confident uh, in that back end. I'm gaining confidence with guys like Brad Boxberger, who doesn't look like he missed missed a beat in the off season. This is this up and down sort of life of a middle relief guy or a setup guy. He usually has a good year, then a not so good year, then a really good year, and eh, maybe okay. It's just this roller coaster ride that they're on. So I, I didn't think that Boxberger was going to stink, but for him to 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 again go seventy one appearances. In a three-three ERA, I mean, I don't know if he was he was going to be close to that, but so far so good with him. So I'm gaining confidence there. 
I'm pretty com- pretty damn confident with uh, Willie Adamas. He's quickly becoming one of my favorite players for sure. And I know you guys splash value. We all love him, and he's, he's a jokester and always smiling and having some fun and all that. And I was into that too. Just in terms of the general productivity of a Willie Adamas, uh, his stock is, is climbing for me big time. And I was, it was never low, but it's just climbing. Christian Yelich, your thoughts. Is the confidence starting to come back a little bit? He looks good. We can't deny that. But again, we can say it's game five. Just like when you say it's game five when the team's playing bad, you have to say game, it's, it's only game five when they're rolling well too, don't you? So I get it, I get it both ways. Uh, Rowdy Telez, where's your confidence level with a guy like him? Omar Narvaez. All right, 799-1250. Tony, you're next. What's going on? Brewers win 5-4. Hey, Timmy. Uh, great to talk to you again. First call of the season. Uh, yeah, thanks. Welcome in. Brewers. Yeah. Um, I'm, you know, you started off talking about it's just game four, you know, with uh, Renfro mentioning that. Like, there's a possibility at, you know, when we're at 162 looking back, like we're just a game or two out of something, mm-hmm. you know, home field or, or the wild card or something like that. It's, Every game, not saying that it's like do or die. You know, we can we can have games, you know, cold streaks where we're not playing well. Um, our pitching's, you know, tending to go towards a lot of the off-speed crap and not. Well, I guess my point that. is, it's it's okay to celebrate after the fifth game of the season with a win. That that oh, that's my sure. point. Yeah, for sure, I totally agree with you. But I also just, you know, every game is is, is important. You know, because if if we are looking at the end of the season and we're you know two games out of the wild card, like. These the games that we lost in Chicago, they matter. You know, like it's not like it, it happens. You're gonna lose games here and there, but like it's 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 also something that's it's important. But you also can look at it both ways. I agree. I totally agree with with, with what you've said. Um, when it comes to confidence, um, I you know last year I felt like we were playing um, playing with house house money, playing above above where we you know should have been. But after playing an entire season, seeing Corbin Burns pitch that well, seeing our, our you know our pitching staff. Um, our starting pitching actually turned around because, you know, you remember, you know, five years ago when we're relying so heavily on our bullpen um, that our starting pitching, like, it's just like we're dying here. And to see them pull it together last season, um, you know, we'll start off a little slow. That's okay. Um, hopefully our bats can, you know, like today, give us a couple runs to, to give us more than the, the two that we've been averaging per game um, and, and just hold us out. And then we can get to the back end of the bullpen to, to, to sure up a win. Um, but, yeah, I just, I feel like, I'm not. I really like the the previous caller's uh, analysis, thinking about you know 89 wins. I feel I feel a little bit more confident than that. I'm thinking 92. Um, you know, we'll have our streaks where we'll be hot as I'll get out. You know, and then there's going to be times when we're cold. Um, hopefully, we can hit in stride, and it's that momentum thing that we kind of fell flat on last season when we walked into the Braves and they mauled us. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just confident overall in, in the Brewers and, and our progression. I, I trust Stearns. I trust Council. Um, you know, it looks like Christian Yelich might be on the up and up, not saying he's back to MVP status, but I feel like he's uh, he's turning it around a little bit. Um, you know, Telez is amazing addition. I really I, I think he's going to be great, especially once we get home, um, hitting on that short porch. Um, McCutcheon, I I was as frustrated as you were when they were screwing with the lineup the other day. Um, but I, I also agree that like adding the pieces that we've added, I think um, we're, we're in a good, good spot. Um, I really appreciate his, uh, the previous callers 
analysis of the cards, though, mm-hmm. too, with the, the big three. That was a uh, yeah. Seeing Pujols jack that home run tonight, I watched the replay of it. It was it was crushed. Six hundred and eighty, what is six eighty three or six eighty eight or something like that? Yeah, dude, it's it's going to be crazy when he hits seven hundred. You know, like it's yeah, it's, it is. I know it's as much as I was just going to say as much as we dislike the Cardinals. It sort of is that homecoming. If we can step out of the box a little bit and just just kind of set that aside for a second, it actually is kind of cool in in a way from a pure baseball standpoint. But uh, Pujols. well, Pujols talk to talk to me when Pujols comes up with a two run double in the seventh off Cousins or something later on. Yeah, but I mean, for for a person, a character, Pujols is like the epitome of of like the nicest guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Yachty. I, I'm not a big Yachty fan, but like nope. Pujols, he's a great guy, and and to see him have success and to come back home and bring it around to, to St. Louis, as much yeah. as I hate the Cardinals and as much as I hate the Cubs, like it's it's like it's it's good to see that, and I it, yeah. it's like fulfilling, you know. Well, I'll All let right, you go, man. Tim. Uh, have a good well- one, man. All right, Tony. Th- thanks a lot, man. I appreciate that. And we're going to be doing this all year long. 17 years of doing this. Okay, so you, you mentioned the starting pitching. Yeah. Um, we- we've come a long way in a kind of a short distance from like a a Chase Anderson and a Yoli Chassin. <laughs> okay. Who, you know, again, they, they had their days. They had their moments. Uh, Yoli Chassin was... Was pretty decent the one year, and Junior Guerra was, was an opening day starter. So was yeah, Willie right. Peralta. Willie Peralta, Junior Guerra, Yoli Chassin, Chase Anderson. These guys, you know, I mean, <laughs> everything's relative to what you compare it to. So, yeah, it doesn't compare right now. So you got to be pretty confident. Also, uh, where you where's your confidence level with Craig Council? That seems to I seem to have uh, lit a lit a fuse or a lightning rod with this lineup thing yesterday. I, I didn't, uh, or the other day, or yesterday when when I was talking about that, Evan. I I didn't realize I, I kicked up a, a dust storm with that. I think well, you've been on the front line of questioning his lineup choices for seven years now. Years, yes. But I I, I think that just. Immediate results haven't happened this year, even though they're two and three. So even though that's five games in, people are starting to get a little bit antsy, I guess, hoping that it's not more of the same offense that struggles with running runners in scoring position, no consistency. But I feel like it's you can't argue with Craig at this point, or not too much. You have to put most of your trust in him just because of his track record. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I do trust him. Maybe we'll get to it a little bit later on, but somebody on Twitter dug up uh, Craig Council talking about uh, lineups back in, what, 2015? We might play that for you if it comes up. 799-1250. You know what? We're going to have to take a break here. I apologize, Nate and the rest of you, if you're holding on. What are you most confident in either through the five games that you're seeing here, or if you want to project out and still make it kind of a general feel uh, for the season itself, it may simmer down guys like me that get a little uh, sideways here on lineups and things like that. Uh, Pitch selection, I'm starting to watch that a little bit more. 
Uh, we'll get to our highlight package. We've got to get to that on a 5-4 victory. We'll check out the numbers. Still a lot to get to. Let's hang out and talk some Brewers baseball as always. Gene Wagner, Plumbing Postgame Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street. Evan Heffelfingers here, Tim Allen, back in our natural habitat, our first night game of the season. And once you know it, the Brewers get a victory, 5-4 final. We'll be right back here on The Fan. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. It's time to dive inside the box score for today's game. On 1250 AM, The Fan. Jim Dandy's on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Great food, awesome fish fries, plenty of TVs to watch the games, and always a friendly vibe. Well, we still have a lot to get to tonight. We'll hear from Craig Council. We're going to check out some Twitter activity. I asked the question over uh, the fan account and my own account. Uh, what are you most confident in? You've gotten a little taste here, almost a full week of the... 2022 championship season uh what are you most confident about i mean is it council is it just the team in general that's okay you can you can answer with that as well but we'll get to some twitter activity craig council we'll get to our highlights and uh, an, an interesting inning for one devin williams tonight wow oh okay uh you know you you want to you you want to have a low heartbeat but that doesn't work for me with Brewers baseball when Devin Williams uh, allows a base hit a walk and a walk in a one-run game in the eighth inning loads the bases nobody out that doesn't work for my low heartbeat that that that's that's not gonna <laughs> Devin you're not helping me out dude this this is this is ramping me up if anything seven nine nine twelve fifty and we'll check out the box score here we'll get to Nate now our buddy Nate Nate you're on the fan five four Brewers get a what I think is a big win uh, what's she doing? How you doing, Tim? Um, I got two things I'm confident about. Uh, I got I'm confident that that uh, kid Mullins, he won't be on the Orioles in the next two years. He's a uh, <laughs> okay. he's a, he's a stud. Um, somebody's gonna somebody gonna be in contention, wanting a a good lefty bat, and they're gonna give the Orioles whatever they want for him. And they gonna they're gonna turn him into a star mm-hmm. um, because what he did with that bat today um, it, it impressed me. I couldn't even be mad. And a great baseball name too. Just a just hit, a great baseball name, Cedric Mullins. When he hit when he hit that grand slam, I was like, well, okay, he did he did what he had to do with that pitch. And then when he hit when he hit that double off a hitter, I was for sure that thing was gone. Um, I guess it's good that that uh, that the they moved them walls back a little bit because both off lefties too. Yeah, yeah, that that would have that definitely if it was Bill Park, that thing would have been out of there. Um, if it if it were a Craig Council player, he wouldn't have been playing tonight. <laughs> exactly, and then <laughs> so yeah, that's first. That's that's my first thing. He won't be he won't be a in an Orioles uniform. Yep. So they they better enjoy him while they can. And um, my second thing I'm confident about, that lineup needs to be starting tomorrow. Um, that lineup, with that lineup today, I'm, I'm with you, Tim. I don't like this change in lineup thing. You know what I mean? I feel that you got to let these guys, when you're struggling for offense, you got to keep the guys in there that's producing. 
that that top four needs to stay that top four. No matter if it's lefty, righty, I don't care if it's a if it's a guy who can throw with both hands in the game. They that top four needs to be stay that top four because you see what happens when that top four is that top four. They produce runs. Anybody, Omar, he needs to be in the lineup tomorrow. He hits some. He hit some balls. Rockets. Very yes. hard. If we were at Miller Park, he would probably have a he would have probably had a two home run night tonight. Yep. Because that one that he hit all the way into uh left center, that would have been gone. And that second one that he hit probably would have been gone. You need to keep these guys in the lineup that's been producing for you. So as far as I'm concerned, as of right now, those guys need to stay in the lineup until otherwise. It's early in the season. Shouldn't nobody be tired? Shouldn't nobody have need a day off? That lineup That's is true. your A lineup, and he needs to. And Craig Council needs to treat that lineup like it's his A lineup and play that lineup every day. Give give guys occasionally a day off every once in a while. But as far as as far as play as far as your A lineup. That's it right there, and they need to play. I'm a little nervous, Nate. I will say this. I'm a little nervous about tomorrow. Thanks for the call, Nate. We'll talk again tomorrow. I'm a little nervous. Does anyone want to raise their hand and think that Christian Yelich might need a day off soon? You think that's possible, Evan? Absolutely. I don't know if they have a lefty on the mound tomorrow, but if they do, you can almost guarantee that Tyrone is starting in left field. Uh, Almost, yes. Because then he's nice and fresh and ready to go for the home opener on Thursday. Funny how that lines up like that. No, Kristen, you're playing. And the reason, there's a couple of reasons why. It'd be nice to get back to 500, reset, start over, come on back and, and have a tough series and, and, and in front of your own fans. But, you know, again, Kristen Yelich is, is swinging the bat well. He's seeing the ball well. You're getting on base like at an amazing clip. So there's a couple of reasons why. Nate, you're right. You're right, Nate. Ain't nobody tired yet. That's what Nate said. You're right on the money. Uh, Ron, you're next here on The Fan. What's going on, Ron? Yeah, hi. This is kind of a maybe trivial call or whatever, but you know that guy that said that Albert Pujols was a great guy? I don't remember who the pitcher was, but about 10 years ago, the, the, a rookie a Brewers pitcher came up and he made Albert Pujols look terrible. He struck out every time, and he was like way ahead on three changeups. He looked terrible. And after the game, they said to Pujols, "How's about that pitcher?" And the classy thing to do would have been to say, "Yeah, that that rookie was pretty good." He said he got lucky. And I okay, you, okay. Punk. I don't remember that, but I I don't doubt you. Yeah, that was really classless of him. Wow, Ron. How do you think the team's going to do this year, buddy? Well, I'm a pessimist when it comes to the Brewers. You know, I went through all these years of having hitting and no pitching, and then we had the dream year pitching last year, and all we needed was a little decent hitting. And so I think it'll be like a repeat of last year where we'll have our ups and downs and we'll squeak out all these games. I mean, we almost – we rarely have like a game where we like have ten runs and the other team has one. And then, yeah, and we'll get in the, we'll probably win the division. But yeah, now I'm a little nervous when they were that guy's comments about the Cardinals. But but I don't think we're not going to be a World Series winner. We'll, we'll, maybe if we're lucky, we'll get to the, uh, you know, the, the championship, the divisional division thing. 
Okay, so I'm, very I'm, good. I'm, I'm, I keep my fingers crossed, but I'm not going to bet money on it. <laughs> okay, all right, Ron. Thank, thanks for the call, man. Nice, nice chatting with you. Uh, these one-run games, these tight ball games. You know, another one tonight. Everything. This is one thing I've noticed here this year through the through the five games. This has been the one blowout there, nine zip. But everything is a grind. We are grinding every almost every inning. You know, you're on the mound, and it's you know you can't have this clean one, two, three on seven pitches. No, but you get the first you get the first two outs on five pitches. And then you grind it out because, oh, I don't know, you walk a man and, or you hit a man, and then you give up a little base hit, and then your pitch count is rising. Just such a grind offensively. How many times has a leadoff hitter been on this year? Have you noticed that trend? Because I have. That's a good trend to have, don't get me wrong. But then before long, there's two outs and there's a runner at third and you're just grinding through. And, and I won't say pressing yet. I, I, think, I, don't, I don't think that's a fair statement quite yet, offensively at least. But does the word grind kind of match what these guys are going through this year, Evan? Or am I off base here? I think so. I think any time that you have a close game, it really is a grind. Those late innings, like you said, that's when the heart rate starts to go. Uh, and especially with this team where Brad Boxberger lets a guy on, uh, Devin Williams lets the first three on, Josh Hader gives up a double to lead off the inning, it's going to uh, just put pressure on a team. But I feel like historically the best teams are the ones that can win the one-run ball Tight games. Yeah. And you yeah. look at the end of the season, the people or the teams that are in the playoffs, they probably have an over 500 record in one-run games. So I mm-hmm. feel like it's good to get the, the opportunity now to get used to those one-run games, that competitiveness, that close game for nine innings, so that when it comes to playoff time, they're ready to go through it. Man, I like working at night, guys. I really do. If if they were night games across the board all season long, it, I wouldn't lose a wink of sleep over that. I just feel comfortable at night, and I'm glad you guys are along for the ride here. It's just a little different animal at night, isn't it? It's just a little different. We're in kind of our own select little club here at night. I've, I've always thought that here on this show. Let's check out the numbers. We'll get back to uh, some of your calls here and your reaction. Also, the question out there, what are you most confident in? Again, with this team or just through the five games, maybe you're getting a, seeing a little trend that we're not. You can point that out at 799-1250. The numbers tonight. Colton Wong, a lot has been talked about the lineup. Well, he's batted seventh twice. He's let off three times. Well, in tonight's game, 0 for 5 and two strikeouts. Mm. Willie Adamas in the two spot, 2 for 4 with a walk and three runs scored. Christian Yelich, 1 for 4 with a walk and a run scored. And Drew McCutcheon, 2 for 4, three RBIs. Rowdy Telez goes 0 for 4 with a run scored. Hunter Renfro, one for three, a walk and an RBI. I like the fact that he tagged the ball well twice. Got paid off with the RBI double. Omar Narvaez, speaking of tagging the ball twice, some bullets to center field. He'll be fine. Uh, he barreled up two in this ball game today. Uh, 0 for four. Lorenzo Kane goes two for four. Jace Peterson goes 0 for four on the night. 
Pitching lines for the crew tonight. Eric Lauer uh, pitches four and a third, allows four runs, three earned, three hits, a couple of walks, and five strikeouts through 89 pitches through four and a third. Jake Cousins, one and a third, one hit, no runs, one walk, and three strikeouts. Hobie Milner, one-third of an inning, nothing across the board. He did get a ground ball right there. Brad Boxberger, one inning, one hit, no runs, no walks, and one strikeout. Devin Williams, check it out here, one inning. He allows one hit, two walks, and three strikeouts. Josh Hader then pitches one inning, has a strikeout, allowed a hit and a walk as well. The Brewers get five runs on nine hits with one error. The Orioles four runs on seven hits with three errors. The win goes to Boxberger once again with the victory. 2-0, and Hader with the save. He gets a second save. Brewers 2-3 and through the 2022 championship season early on here in April. Let's squeeze in Marshall here. Marshall, you're next on the fan. What's going on, Marsh? The 2022 season, I know I haven't called in a while and uh, thrilled about the, 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 the tonight that we got the win. And as you know, Tim, fresh off the NCAA tournament, even though we came up short, it was a great run. And yeah, I thought about you during that tournament. A certain school. But now I'm ready for baseball. And it's uh, it's a good win tonight as far as the team looking ahead. Um, I, I think Rowdy Telez needs to be in that lineup. I agree with you totally. The council needs to settle in on an A lineup, and you got to have Yelich in there. He's gonna. I think he's going to have a better year this year. And the pitching, hey, they stood us up tonight. They they kept us. They they did their job. They did a great job yesterday. Just couldn't hit the baseball. So. I'm excited, and uh, I, I think I, I, I'm saying 92 wins, but I think it's going to be a close race with the Cardinals. And I will also make this prediction that of the three teams, the, Car- the Cubs, Pirates, and Reds, I think one of those will finish at least 500. And maybe it's the Cubs. Maybe the Cubs are going to prove to be a little better they're than we all They're three and one right now. Yeah, they're, they're, they may be that team, and... I think we're going to do very well. The playoffs, it's too early to speculate. Let's just get our feet into this season right now and and uh, and do the best we can at this point. I'm disappointed that we're that we're maybe not 3 and 2 right now. We're playing two teams that I think we're better than and I think tomorrow is very important. Uh, I think we've we need to get to 500, come home and get and get things going when we play the tougher teams at, at Amfam, but uh but I'm just glad it's here, you know, and mm-hmm. hopefully some warmer weather's coming. And uh, uh, forgive me if I'm still a little bit on cloud nine over a certain other sport right now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. now it's time to root on the Milwaukee teams, and and uh, uh, that includes the Bucks coming up as well. Let's yeah, uh, but, Marshall. But the Brewers Marshall, are going to be terrific. Thank you, thank, thank you, you, as always, man. Been been talking to Marshall, and I say this every every year that he calls for the first time. I've been talking to him when I was working down the dial back in the mid-90s. Back in the mid... Oh, boy. That's when wow. I was born. <laughs> wow. That's that's pretty cool, Marshall. That, that really is. Uh, you have a little bit of a fast fact for me? Yeah, so this is from Dominic on Twitter. Devin Williams in his career when pitching with the bases loaded, including tonight, 12 plate appearances, zero hits, zero runs, 
zero walks, seven strikeouts. Seven of the 12 he struck out. Wow. Uh, you want a break and we'll get to our highlight package? You want to take a call? What do you want to do, Evan? Let's take one more call before we go to break. Let's go to Brett and Tosa. What do you say, Brett? Hey, Tim. I, I called in this weekend, and I think I told you um, 93 wins and NLCS. And for mm-hmm. me, five games into the season, I, we could be 0-5, and, and I'm, I'm not backing off. I mean, But you games, know what? Hold on. I'll let, you, I'll let you finish here, and I, I understand that. I respect that. But if you look at it, this is the way baseball is sometimes. And sometimes I have to remind myself of this. They're 1-1 one one in this series, right, against Baltimore. If you look at the pitching staff, how many runs have they given up in the two games? That's a three-flat ERA for this pitching staff. Now, again, it's two games. I understand that. But sometimes when you break it down, you ex- extrapolate you know, certain things out of baseball and, and kind of twist the numbers around a little bit or at least change the perspective a little bit. You know, they've given up four tonight, two yesterday. I mean, that's three runs on average. I think the pitching staff, although it doesn't look like it, the splash value vision doesn't look like they're doing great, I think it's okay. But, yeah, go ahead, continue. I I respect it. Yeah, no, and I I completely agree. It's just for me, you know, I – and I I wasn't going to lead you down this rabbit hole, but a a few callers have referenced it. And Knights – and we've talked about this before. Like, baseball is a game where you can debate every decision, and I I totally understand that, and that's, that's one of the reasons why I love it. But the whole lineup thing, you know, this is how Craig Count, this is how the Brewers have, have played. This is how they function as an organization. Mm-hmm. Every single move they make is going to be based off of numbers. And I believe that that's why we have been so successful in the last five years. And um, I'm telling Could you, it be that, and, and I, I don't mean any knock on, on, on the players in, in general, okay? But obviously, there's been some players that just haven't worked out for the Brewers. The you know Daniel Robertsons or whoever, just you know, just Nate Orfs or whoever you want to you know, throw out there. Could it be that this market doesn't afford the consistent, long-term, high-priced, more, I, I guess, accurate assessment of talent that Craig Council has to do it this way? Because the risk isn't worth the reward if you're going to go by just gut. You literally have to know what you've got here. And maybe part of this, well, I shouldn't say maybe, part of the success is the way he's doing it. And I say part, but could it be that he has to do it this way because he does just doesn't have the plug-and-play players like other teams do? It could be, and I, I really want to reference uh, two hitters, but you, I think you brought up a good point in that you know, when we had Shasin in the rotation and all those guys, and we're pulling guys in the fourth and fifth inning, what did Craig Council always used to say? He said, hey, if I had a horse, I'd love for them to go out seven, eight innings. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, Woody and, and Burns, those guys, I mean, I, I understand that they, they went a six-man the whole year last year, but they started to, to let those guys go a little bit more than they have in the past. So I think you're spot on, Tim. If, if they had four Christian Yelches in his prime, they wouldn't be doing this. And the two, real quick, the two hitters I want to give an example for is Omar. Everyone's always claiming. I, I love Omar. Everyone's always claiming for him to be in the lineup. Look, you know, and Evan can do it for you. Look what his stats were after the All Star break and against lefties last year. They were mm-hmm. not good at all. 
And then secondly, I, and I, I love Colton Wong. I agree with you. He did great against lefties last year. But if you look at career splits for McCutcheon and Colton Wong, Wong is like a 320 on base, I believe, and McCutcheon's over 400 in his career. And just chews so, up lefties. You're right. And so that, that's what Council's doing. I mean, and you, I heard you reference the, the video on Twitter. I mean, he looks at every single day as its own identity, and he's going to put a lineup out there that gives us the best chance to win. And I, I've told you this before, and I, I'll end with this. The Brewers will win a World Series with Craig Council as manager. I agree and, with you. Uh, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping it's 2022. Absolutely, Brett. Thanks for the call. I agree with you. I think they will win a World Series under Craig Council. I do, and I've said that for a year and a half or two now. I think you brought up a great point, too, in that Craig is doing the best with the cards that he's dealt. It'd be great if they had the money to throw $60 million at a Chris Taylor-type player like uh, the Dodgers uh, did. Bats. Yeah, Mookie yeah, a, Betts, a guy you just that, plug and play. That yeah. can play six positions and hit 290 with 25 home runs. The best that we've had kind of like that was Hernan Perez, and he's a replacement-level player. Craig is doing the best that he can with... Like you said, the Nate Robbins or the whoever, who cares? The Robinsons, the Orfs, the whoever's of the world. Yeah, the the Juan Centeno at catcher, and <laughs> I mean, I, 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 again, though, part of this is, and and I'm not going to belabor the point because I, again, we're running real late. I, I have a feeling I, I don't even know if we're going to get to the highlight package. Yes, we are. I got to hear these. It's a Brewers win. You got to hear the highlights. Um. So when you, when you do look at splits, as they say, when you do look at uh, the analytics of the game, how far do you go back? You know, I was talking with a buddy of mine today. How far do you go back? How accurate is a, comp- a compiled uh, split against lefty, lefty-lefty matchup, when you go back seven years? I mean, you can't tell me a player isn't a little bit better than he was seven years ago or four years ago or even three years ago. So at what point do you cut that off? If you're going to go pure analytics, lefty-righty, righty-lefty, and we're just going to play these matchups because that's what we're going to do. Some players, it works. Brett mentioned Omar Narvaez. Maybe part of the reason he is good and was an all-star is because of the way he was used. And that's accurate for some players. I don't believe that's accurate for all players. I don't. But for some, it is. But how far do you go back with these numbers? You know, we, we say that the game of baseball is filled with numbers, and it runs by numbers. It runs by data. Not 100%. It doesn't. It just doesn't. Somebody's stat line six years ago and five years ago, I don't know how much strength there are in those numbers. Does it give you an indicator over the course of a career? Of course it does. Does it give you an indicator for tonight's game? Do you look at recent history? Do you look at last 200 at-bats? Do you look at the last series? Do you look at, I mean, do you look at head-to-head against that guy pitching? You know, all of that plays, plays into uh, an account here, but I, I don't think... I just don't think you can go career when you're looking at three, four, five, six, seven, eight years worth of material in terms of numbers and think that that's really accurate in today's matchup. 
I don't know. It's just, I, I don't want <clears> to <throat> go all the way back, but, you know, some of these guys years ago, they're just, you know, just throw a guy out there because I had a good feeling. Had a gut feeling. And it Soup worked. pitched great. I believe it still happens today. I do. I do believe that happens today. I don't think all managers do what Craig Council does. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think they do. I think to a large degree, a lot of them do. It certainly plays a, plays a part in it. All right, we've got to take a break here. We'll come back and uh, get the highlight package. Uh, got a sweet, sweet swing from Christian Yelich and more as the Brewers get a 5-4 victory. Their record now in the 22 championship season, 2-3. and three. They'll go after getting their record back to 500. They'll take the series, come on back home, open up the park, and everything's all good. That still is all good. 5-4 victory. Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street and Oak Creek here on The Fan. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back. Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street, No Creek. Tim Allen, there's Evan, and we are just back, just night birds here. We, uh, we enjoy being uh, in the nighttime crowd. Not that you know the, the show isn't any less fun during the day, but it just feels a little more natural at night. I don't know. Just just saying. Brewers had four consecutive day games. Would have been five, but the one rain out there. And uh, it just feels a little bit better. We'll get to uh, some highlights here. We'll get to Craig Council in a second. Want to get to you guys that uh, have been sitting on hold for a while. 414-799-1250. Justin, you're next. A 5-4 victory today. Uh, I'm so excited about this team. I mean, if you look at their starting pitcher, the the top three, no one, I think, really can compare. I mean, I know early on, you know, Burns, Woodruff, probably didn't look great, but that's the best three in baseball. And then you look at the back end with Hader, Devin Williams, and you got guys like, you know, Josh Cousins, you got Suter, you got other guys that can fill roles and that that, that pitching staff is the best in baseball. Yelich looks better. He does. Like, he, he does. Um, I know I know he hasn't hit a home run yet or showing a lot of power, but I mean, he looks like he is seeing the ball well, and he is like he's connected. Um, I'm just really, really excited about uh, what's coming in 2022. What one thing I did want to mention? I know for some reason I heard people bringing up Pujols and the, the whole nostalgia with him going back to the Cardinals, which of course we all hate the Cardinals. But um, I mean, did you guys see the thing? He, I mean, and I don't want to make too big of a deal of it, but he actually divorced his wife just like less than this week ago right when she was diagnosed with cancer mm-hmm. and i'm not yep. saying I mean, there's two sides to every story i'm not saying that there's things that but just on the outset that does not I, I can't imagine myself ever being with someone for 25 plus years she gets diagnosed with cancer and with less than a year after that diagnosis you decide to get a divorce. 
And and um, you said it right though, Justin. You said it right. There's there's uh, there's more to this than than we know. And I'm sure and, there is. Yeah. There's two sides to every story, but just that it it, it just kind of boggles my mind a little bit. Um, and you know, I've read stories. I know they try to sensationalize. They're looking at you know one angle to to, but it just I would be very. And again, it's none of our business, but just what would possess someone? I know me personally, I can't imagine doing something like that. But I, I, again, I understand. It just, to me, speaks there are other things that Pulse has done in his personal life, rumors and stuff. It just, it just irks me very, very bad. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I, you know, again, I, I don't know all the information. This could have been in the works for a long, long time. This could have been a very amicable situation where he's going to be there to support her 100%. I mean, we, we don't know any of these things. And again, from the, I, I don't know the visibility of it from what I've read is it, that's not the case. But, but again, I, it, there's two sides to every story. Just well on the just on the field, I'll say this, Justin. On the field, I wish nothing but the worst for the St. Louis Cardinals. I hope they lose every game. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's, and I've always that's where I'm the at. Cardinals are two, three, four times worse than the Cubs. I mean, I don't like the, I'm saying I like the Cubs, but um, yes, I I wish on the field nothing but the worst for. Okay, and, don't know if you know, I got your prediction overall on the season. Shoot, Justin, real quick, what's your prediction for the 22 championship season? And I'm being a hundred percent serious. I'm not trying to be funny. Hundred and two wins. Hundred and two. All right, Justin. Thanks. I got a scoot. Uh, let's go to uh, Big Rig. Adam, what's going on, dude? Hey, Tim. I uh, wanted to give it a couple of days here. You know, like you said, all these day games. Get those kind of out of the system before I called the show this year. But nice to be back on after the, or at least closer to the witching hour, I guess. But <laughs> that's right. Something about e- evening evening shows with Timmy. It's a, it's, it's a comfort. I, I um, appreciate it. And Brewer Nation on Twitter, yeah, give it a follow, everyone. Oh, thank you. Um, but, yeah, no, I, the the reason I called in tonight, even though, you know, like I said, first night game, but I wanted to comment a little bit on the fact that, you know, there's been so much angst with the offense from last year, rightfully so. They puttered out. Uh, they hit lefties terribly last year, uh, at least lefty starters. And we know all about the woes, long-documented, uh, well-read, if anybody spends their time reading about baseball on the Internet. I know I do. But, you know, so you get off to a couple of shutouts and everybody's, you know, running for the, the pitchforks and, you know, whatever else you want to mm-hmm. do. Um, but it really seems to me from watching the at-bat by at-bat, you know, watching the guys, like I think Hunter Renfro said after the game yesterday, he's swinging at the right pitches. Not out, not getting a lot of results right now, and as we all know, that happens in baseball. But it seems like as an offense, as a, as a total overall unit, these guys are making good decisions. Um, and yeah, like I think the the reference was today that Narvaez had those two blasts, and then he finally got the flare hit out to left to That's actually right. get in the hit column. So it's baseball does that to you. You know, it all averages out. Uh, you know, all the idioms and and all the you know cliches and whatnot, but. This team really does seem like it's taken a step forward offensively. They've got better pieces. Um, I wrote about it actually online myself. Uh, it was a week ago, week and a half ago, that the fringe of the roster is much improved. You've got guys with a little bit better track record, and like uh, like Mike Brasso, 
you know, these guys that are filling for the Timmy Lopes's and, you know, these, uh, these also Rams and these guys that, yeah, you take some chances last year. You take some flyers on some guys that may have a skill that you like, may have done a little bit in a certain area that you think you need, and then they don't work out, and then you move on. And Stearns has been good about that. He's been good about, you know, I'll give this guy a shot. I think maybe we can do something with him. And a lot of those guys don't work out. Sometimes they do. Jace Peterson, for example, worked out real well. And Billy McKinney didn't, you know what I mean? So it does work both ways, right? Yeah. McKinney had his hot couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. and then they moved on. So, yeah, this team looks better on paper offensively. So far they've produced better, I think. It's been five games. What, What do we even really know? But they have had a couple of games where they've got a bunch of guys on base, didn't bring them around, got shut out. It happens. Uh, and then they've had some games like tonight where they come through in the clutch in a couple of spots. McCutcheon had the great approach uh, to drive in that third run of his, uh, especially when we just needed a ball in play, dump something into the shallow outfield, bring the extra guy home. Uh, you know, that ends up being the, the game winner. So it's really looking positive, and I take abs- I take very little out of a three-game April series at Wrigley anyway uh, from the pitching standpoint, but our guys are going to be fine. Uh, everybody knows spring training was short, and I think our starters probably need that extra time. They're going to get home. They're going to get back into a little bit friendlier weather patterns, and I think our starters are going to be just fine like they were last year. I'm not worried about it. Yep. All right. Good deal. Hey, uh, BrewerNation.com uh, or Brewer Nation on Twitter. But th- then, what are you writing for? What's what's the site again? Oh, I uh, I'm, I'm up with uh, Brewer Fanatic this year. Brewer Fanatic. Okay, we need yeah. to talk to those guys and you, and we'll get you on again. We'll get you on for an extended conversation. All right, Big Rig. All right, buddy. Anytime. All right. Take take it easy. Yeah. I mean, uh, check it out on, on Brewer Nation. And we need to uh, get Big Rig on and talk some Brewers. All right, now let's get to our highlight packages, or our package, I should say, and with some highlights here on a 5-4 Brewers victory. I just I love the 2-3, and three, knowing that you're going to face Baltimore with Burnsy on the mound, and you have a, ch- a chance and an opportunity to sort of reset despite everything that's going on, 29 walks for the pitching staff, the runners in scoring position, and, and things like that. Lineup conversations, a little angst going on. Hey, I'm to blame for that too, but I just I can't roll anything but passionate, as you guys know from uh, from many many years with regards to Brewers baseball. So uh, let's see here. First inning for the Brewers, they get right at it, as you would say. They hit the pay window immediately in the ball game after a strikeout. Adamus with a base hit, followed up by a walk from Christian Yelich. And with runners in scoring position to that point on the season, two for 22 until this swing from Andrew McCutcheon. He lines this one down the left field line. That's going to be at least one for the Brewers. Adamas is in to score. Christian Yelich is going to be waved around third. He's going to try and score the relay throw. Not in time. Two-run double Andrew McCutcheon and the Brewers jump out in front. Well, he loves that first pitch, does he not? In the first inning, two runs on two hits and a walk to the bottom of the first inning. Lauer allows just a base hit in his half of that first. Nothing else. Brewers a little something in the second. Kane a uh, one-out base hit. He was balked over to second base. Jace Peterson's ground ball moved him to third, but uh, that's where he was left. 
into the bottom of the second with a two-run lead. Big, big trouble for Lauer in the second after two outs. Wow. Walk, catcher's interference, walk, all with two outs. And we, we talked about the walk rate here and uh, the walk total at 29 and, and counting, it seems. There's another walk. That just happened. Um, but, you know, you load the bases without a hit, and that's the frustrating part. Because it uh, it it hurt them. It was a one-two hanging breaking ball to Mullins uh, set up uh, set up again by the walk of the nine hitter. I think they did that twice yesterday. And so that that's um, <clears throat> you know guys, it's asking for trouble, and it was big trouble. Four-two as the grand slam uh, gave the Orioles that two-run lead. The Brewers answer right back, a leadoff walk by Willie Adamas. Yelich then with a rollover moves Adamas over to second base after a foul pop-up by McCutcheon. Well, there's something to be said about getting the ball in play and not striking out. Off the bat of Rowdy Telez. That one off the end of the bat. Watkins has it. Throws low, Mancini can't pick it up. Safe at first. Here comes Adamas. And the Brewers sneak away with a run. How about that? The Keystone Cops out there. That's about as easy as it gets. Bad throw. Yeah, we'll take that break. That made it four to three. A wild pitch did get Rowdy over to second base. And that proved big because we've been waiting for this off the bat of Hunter Renfro. And now Renfro sends one out to deep center field. Mullins on the move towards the gap. It is over. Everyone's heading up against the wall. Going to bounce over the fence for an automatic double. Rowdy Tellez scores, and this game is tied. Right, talk about taking advantage of a mistake, right? 4-4 four, four after that inning, and they fought right back. Tie ball game into the bottom of the three, Orioles try to answer. Lead-off double off Lauer. Moved over on a ground ball for the first out. Council then moves his infield in. 4-4 game in the bottom of the third inning. I thought that was really interesting right there. Runner at third with the one out. Uh, but Lauer steps up big in that inning. Consecutive strikeouts. Gets him out of that inning. Into the fourth inning. Tied at four. Lefty in for the Baltimore Orioles. Uh-oh, is Craig Council going to empty his bench of right-handers? No, three fly balls uh, gets uh, the game into the bottom of the fourth. Baltimore goes in order off Lauer. Another strikeout in the inning for Lauer. Uh, that uh, finished up his strikeout total at five. Brewers no runs in that fifth. Um but we do need to play this highlight, and, and there's a reason for it. But, uh, they again, they don't score in the fifth. But how about this off the bat of Christian Yelich? Yelich, a bullet to center. Mullins back. It's going to be over his head and off the wall. On an 0-2 pitch, Yelich almost hit one through the fence. Yeah, bad mistake that time by Haken, and Christian Yelich nearly hit one out. Talk about centering on a fastball, and well, he hammers that one. Good to see Christian able to be aggressive on that swing. Nearly hit it out of the ballpark. Check it out on an 0-2 count right down the middle. A mistake that Yelich makes him pay for. Look at that swing. Doesn't get any better than that. Nice backspin on it. Mullins not able to catch up to it. And a one-out double. Right off the top of the fence. 
That green wall's got a bruise on it now. 111 miles an hour off the bat. It's 400 feet to straightaway center. He hit a 399. Yeah, right. Okay, so there it is on Valley Sports Wisconsin. And again, you might think I'm belaboring the point of, well, it's a double by Yellich. It's lefty-lefty. It's an 0-2 count. He's, 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 you know, sitting, he's sitting on a fastball. And he got one, and he tagged it. Now, I will say this, that those of you that have kids or young guys playing the game of baseball, have them watch that video. The more they emulate what they're seeing in terms of balance, hand position, we talk about the low heart, heartbeat, heart rate, in control, you're not waving a bat all over like a crazy guy. You're not doing some crazy Craig Council batting stance where your hands are above your helmet and all that nonsense. You are that that is textbook stuff. That's what you that's what you want. Emulate that right there. You're going to have success. It doesn't matter if it's a righty or a lefty. But I, we had to point that out. And the, you like the exit velo, you like the barrel, you just, you just like everything about it. So I had to play that for you uh, off the bat of Christian Yelich. They don't score. Bottom fifth inning, tied at four. Eric Lauer gets the first out. Mullins on a lefty-lefty matchup right there, and I kind of thought that uh, Council was going to go to his pen uh, after that at bat right there. Four and a third, three hits, four runs, three earned, a uh, couple of walks, and five strikeouts for Lauer, 89 pitches through four and a third. Gives way to Jay Cousins, and Cousins does his job. Uh, strikeout and a comebacker. That's a nice performance uh, out of Jake Cousins tonight. Two out base hit by Lorenzo Kane in the sixth inning. But uh, that uh, nets nothing for the Brewers. Cousins back out there, as I said. He did get himself into trouble. A walk and a base hit. Nobody out, two on, but strikeout, strikeout. Council wasn't going to push it right there. He goes to his pen, brings in Hobie Milner, and he gets a ground ball to end the inning. Uh, nice call from Craig Council right there. Nice management of the bullpen from Council tonight, that's for sure. I think I inadvertently earlier in the show had said that uh, Boxberger was credited with the win. It was Hobie Milner credited with the victory. He's 1-0. Brewers kicking and scratching in tonight's ball game. One out double by Willie Adamas in the seventh after a Yelich ground out. Willie at third, two down. Let's get that ball in play and untie this game. It's Andrew McCutcheon. McCutcheon, line drive, base hit right field. Brewers take the lead. A mistake from Cianel Perez, and McCutcheon made him pay. Right down the middle. I mean, breaking pitch right down the middle of the plate. Boxberger does his job. Bottom of the seventh inning, just a two-out base hit, harmless. Into the eighth inning now, up one. You're going to slam the door, right? Big, bam, and boom. Box, Williams, and Hayter. Box does the job. Williams, well, he's in all sorts of trouble. Um, he He ends up <laughs> getting in trouble in the eighth inning after the Brewers don't score. Uh, a leadoff base hit. Okay, let's settle down. Nope, walk, didn't settle down. Then another walk, didn't settle down. Now base is loaded. Nobody out, but let's see what happens. Can he pull the Houdini escape act with two strikes? How about a changeup to the uh, next hitter? 
Two strikes and nothing on Owings. Swing and a miss. One away. The ball just disappears. It's like the old Bugs Bunny changeup. Next man, get him to two strikes, and instead of a changeup, how about a fastball? And now maybe put one down out of the strike zone, see if we'll chase. Just the way Owings did with two strikes. It's got to block it if you're Omar. He swings and misses on a high fastball. Two gone now for Devin Williams. Uh, just Next a really man. good job of pitching and a good job of calling a game. Can you get out of it? Next guy, McKenna. Get him to two strikes. Oh, boy, what's going to happen? Do I like fastball? Do I like change? Well, the airbender's coming and nighty-night. Since that mound visit, 10 pitches, eight strikes, six swing and misses. Mm -hmm. I'd say Chris Hook calmed him down plenty. He found it just in time. Back-to-back -back strikeouts, trying to pull the trick. One-two pitch. Check swing. He went around. Devin Williams strikes out the side and leaves the bases full of Orioles. Wow. I mean, you talk about getting out of trouble. That's it right there. Devin Williams in and out of trouble. And then it's Josh Hader in the ninth inning. Did allow a leadoff double later on a walk. What else? That was going to happen with everybody, I think seemingly everybody this year. But nonetheless, Hader was saved number two, and the Brewers get it done Two and three on the season after a 5-4 victory. And uh, they have a chance to win the series and come back home at the 500 mark at three and three. We'll take a break, come back. It is the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Evan Heffelfinger, Tim Allen, and a Brewers victory with the fan. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on 1250 AM, The Fan. Crew gets the win tonight, 5-4 final, and they run their mark to 2-3. and three. Got a chance to get back to 500, get back home. I was just looking at the forecast. It's going to be nice in Baltimore. Fine, no problems. But thank you, uh, Baltimore for a uh, getaway day in front of your home opener and, and a night game on getaway day. Could be a little bit of a bumpy uh, uh, ride into Milwaukee tomorrow. Did you see the forecast tomorrow? Looking at some storms. Some could be severe, high around uh, 70, maybe a little, little above that. Did you see that, Evan? I didn't, but I, it makes sense. It's April. We're probably going to get another four gallons of rain this month, so just get it over with. Well, April showers, as I always say, April showers bring mud till June. Um, so that's, that's just standard operation. <laughs> I know that. Just but watch your feet. I get yelled at every year this time. They're tracking mud in. I'm always rooting around outside anyway. All right, let's get to uh, Craig Council. We're going to hear from Josh Hader. We'll check out some numbers as well on uh, who's hot and who's not, mainly Yelich, McCutcheon doing the damage in that 3-4 spot. But here's Craig Council after the win. Sometimes feel a little bit better. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think uh... – I mean, we 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 needed a lot of guys to to contribute there um, on the on the pitching end. I think a lot of guys made some big pitches. Um, you know, we got some big hits around the lineup. Um, obviously, McCutcheon had drove in some runs. I thought 
Willie had a great game. Yelly's Yelly's really swinging the bat well, which is which is a huge thing for us. So um, it was a good win, man. It was hard fought, tough game, and an entertaining game for sure. Craig, you know that Devin and Josh are just so good, but to see those guys both escape in the, the manner that they did tonight, how impressive was that? Well, that, that's what makes them so great is that they can you know be a little bit you know in Devin's case I thought he was a little out of sorts to start the inning and then uh, I thought Chris Hook you know the mound visit was was really important there um, and Devin got on track and, and was lights out you know Josh look Cedric Mullins had a great pitch um, it, you know there's he, Josh made a great pitch Cedric hit it tip your cap to that um, and, then, and then I thought Josh you know was was really good the rest of the inning Mullins looks like a tough player. I mean, it's, I know it's no surprise after. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> he's he's having a good series. Right, what do you think about uh, Eric Lauer tonight? I, I thought Eric pitched well. I thought he had a three batter sequence where he didn't pitch well. Um, you know that was that was it, and that cost us. You know that cost us four runs, unfortunately. But he he pitched well. Um, you know, but but he walked. You know, we we walked the, the seven hitter after two quick outs on four pitches. That we had the catcher's interference, and then and then we walked the nine hitter again. Um, you know, and then he, and he, he hung a curve, he hung a breaking ball to Mullins. Um, but you know, outside of that, he pitched very well. What about how uh, he was able to finish? You know, he I think retired six or seven straight. Yeah, I mean, he got the. After that, he, he he kind of bore down, and I thought, like I said, I think he he did a nice job. I mean, went through that lineup the next time, and and I thought he pitched really well. Craig got the grand slam, though. You guys answered right back, and that was big. Well, yeah, we took advantage. Of, you know, we had they made some mistakes defensively, and that that helped us out. But um, we we got some big two out hits tonight, finally, um, which we've been we've been lacking. Um, so that that was. Uh, that was big, but it was nice. It was good to, you know, put runs right back on the board there. Craig McCutcheon so far, has he just kind of been what you wanted, kind of as advertised? Yeah, I mean, I think tonight was a, you know, it was a situation you, you have him for, for sure, kind of late in the game there and um, in the middle of the lineup. Um, you know, they're going to bring lefties in to, to try to get Christian out, um, but, but there's some you know that's protection. That that's kind of the definition of it, and getting him matchups there in good spots. So um, he did his he did what he's you know kind of here to do and, and get a big hit for us. Um, and I think he's going to do a lot more of it. Do you wonder whether they might sort of you know pit, pitch around him or pitch very carefully to him in that spot? Yeah, I mean we you know we had I, I think there there may have been a different choice of the next hitter if if we didn't if, if it was a walk. Craig, you mentioned Willie. Um, yeah, I mean, his his at-bats were, just, I thought, really tough at-bats. You know, all series have been really tough at-bats. Um, and then, he, you know, he did did it with the glove tonight, too, and made some made some really nice plays, and specifically in uh, Boxberger's inning. So, um, he had all-around game, you know, dirty uniform award for sure, and uh, he, did, he did it all tonight. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. It's time to find out who's hot and who's not after today's game on 12:50 a.m. The Fan. Checking out some numbers here. Craig Council was just talking about Christian Yelich and 
you know, that approach and lefty, lefty, you know, and all that stuff. And Andrew McCutcheon. So let's let's check out year to date. Yeah, granted, five five games in, but uh, off to decent starts for both of these guys, Evan. Yeah, starting with Christian Yelich, a guy who I think had more expectations and pressure on him than anybody else on this team. Tonight, his averages went down on a one-for-four night with a walk, a strikeout, and a run. He is on the season hitting three thirty-three with an on-base percentage of five hundred oh, and a wow. slugging of four sixty-seven for a nine sixty-seven OPS. He's getting on base half the time. Yeah, and you know the home run ball is coming. You, you just know. Yeah, I mean, that, that ball was scorched today as, as we documented and it's coming, and and hopefully it'll be tomorrow. And if, well, if he plays, and I we'll see about that. I just have the sneaking suspicion that mm, maybe, maybe. But uh, on the other hand, Andrew McCutcheon hasn't uh, seen a first pitch that he hasn't liked all all uh, season thus far. No kidding. Has there been one that he hasn't swung at? Uh, Yelich's lineup security, as Council said right there, pretty much. He went two for four on the night with three runs driven in, a huge, huge factor for the Brewers. He's hitting 300 with a 333 on base percentage, a 450 slugging for a 783 OPS. That's a little bit misleading because he has mm-hmm. absolutely crushed pretty much every ball he's made contact with. No doubt, and what an acquisition thus far, and it looks like he's fitting right in there, and it is some security for, for Yelich, and you know, people ask me about Christian Yelich, and it's like, you know, if, 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 if it's worth anything to you guys, he does still provide um, something, even if he's not necessarily hitting like he did in 18 and 19, but he still affects other people in that lineup. He just He's that type of player that uh, opposing pitchers, are, are just that name itself is like, oh, man. So maybe Willie gets better pitches. McCutcheon would get better pitches. You know, maybe you, you pitch a little more select to Christian Yelich. For him to draw the walks, it's still uh, – it still impacts the game. There's no question. Game three of this three-game set, it gets underway 6.05 tomorrow after the last pitch. You make the switch right here. Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek and uh, pitching matchup seven. A return of the aces for both of this or both of these teams. Corbin Burns is on the mound for the crew. 0-0 zero zero with a 5.4 ERA, did not have a good opening day. He'll be going up against John Means, who threw a no-hitter last year for the Orioles. Uh, 0-0 with a 2.25 ERA, four innings of one-run ball in his opening day start. So a matchup of the aces. Yeah, I um, I don't know if my prediction is going to come true that the Brewers in one of these games were going to put up 10 or more runs, double digits. That's what I predicted uh, on on Sunday, <laughs> heading into Baltimore. Hope I hope I'm, I'm right and still get it. You never know. Right, stranger things have happened, but we'll see. Well, we'll see uh, the rest of you guys after the game tomorrow night, and then it's uh, to American Family Field. And again, Brewers are having uh, a sale tonight until midnight. There's some select games that are on sale. Evan, get this for four dollars a ticket. I would be shocked if they're not still available. But I remember from the press release, they're not available. Not for the opening day, yeah. necessarily. I'm just saying for select games. They're available until midnight. So if you think that there's some inventory left, you have 20 minutes left. Go strike on it.
Yeah, no no doubt about it. Go to Brewers.com, and I'm not paid to uh, sell tickets for the Brewers, although I should be. You guys have a great night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. For Evan Heffelfinger, my name is Tim Allen. Enjoy the victory and smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.